10. Hang 10, Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Surfing. Uh, Surfing USA. Hi, everyone. My name is John Bruce Hart. And I'm joined by Dylan Smith Hart. God. Yes, that's right. I have a mustache. And you know what? This hat legitimately fell on the tracks. And uh, a train almost ran over it in England. But I saved it from the tracks. Well, people yelled, why are you on the tracks? And I said, I have this old hat. <laughs> Is that a true story? Yeah. What station, what station did you go on the tracks? Uh, fuck. Which one was it? I forget. But it wasn't a transfer station. I will say that. It was very safe because uh, people were like, people don't even yell at you in England when you th- they think you're trying to kill yourself. They're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a what, country of losers. What's this lollipop up to? That's I'll never I'm forget talking. being told by an English person that I talked a bit on a plane. You and your friend were talking on the plane. And right there, I went, I can't wait until you guys hold Brexit and you all are strangled by your own economic incompetence. Well, this is the other thing, though. That's a specific type. That's like more of a posh middle class. Uh, a working class person will just be like, you're, you're talking too much. But that's after they punched you. Mm-mm. They'll tell you you're talking too much like days after you were talking too much. <laughs> I didn't like that. You were talking too much that time. That was stupid. Um, I'll tell you what else is stupid. Who we're talking about today. Brett, the hitman hard. Oh, boy. The hard foundation is over. Execution and the I just execution let, is, of course, cheating on my wife. The I want to let, let everybody know, first of all, yeah. that uh, me and Jimmy and Lennon are, are no longer working together because... He loves crack, and I do not love crack. It's crazy when you watch Teddy Hart, though. I was watching some MLW because they just put everything on YouTube for free, and uh, Teddy Hart sounds exactly like Bret Hart, and it's so funny to know that that guy like is probably a drug dealer, and Bret Hart is a guy who thinks wrestling is real. I just want to let everybody know that I got a bunch of cats and a bunch of weed for sale in the trunk of my car, Teddy Hart. Um, here is the thing with this period of time in wrestling. is Tell This is... Thing. The weirdest time because we are about to end. Bret Hart, Bret, Jim the Anvil Neidhart has the best timing in the world. Jim the Anvil Neidhart ta- starts taking crack at exactly the right moment for Bret. I like because taking crack implies that it's like a pill where he's like, hmm, I sleep. Better. It is. Um, okay. If you live as long as Jim the Anvil Neidhart did smoking well, crack, too. that's a choice, baby. That's a, <laughs> that's a choice. That's the life Sam Kinison should have had. Exactly. Sam, uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart was wise enough to avoid drunk drivers, you fuel. If I throw in some low-level cardio here once in a while, I could probably ride this thing out till my 60s. Yeah, exactly. If I don't, As long as I don't smoke it in the morning, I'll be all right. And I just convinced, <laughs> convinced my uh, wife that, oh... Sun hasn't set yet, honey. I'm not smoking uh, crack yet. Yeah. Hey, hon, I just want to let you know. I'm on crack. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Hi, honey. I'm on crack cocaine. Hi, honey. I'm on crack cocaine. Uh, so, Brett the, uh, so Jim the Anvil Nightheart does a Brett bunch of crack Anvil cocaine. Nightheart. Yeah, Brett the Anvil Crackhead um, <laughs> does a bunch of crack and leaves the Fed. And that basically just leaves Brett. It's the most interesting. Um, he's just a guy now in that Brett Hart's initial gimmick is, um, hey, you're um, – you're like a good wrestler who wrestles in pink, and for some reason there's a bunch of blood and very graphic skeletons on the back of your first leather jacket. You know what I never thought about this was Bret Hart, his nickname says nothing about his character. Like, usually your nickname is like, it's wrestling, so it's like, John the Plumber Hastings, what does he do? Well, he goes under the ring, and then the ring collapses, so he wins. But Bret yeah. the Hitman Hart, it's not like he comes out it and does. like... 
He's precision. It's an actual sports nickname. Like the thing with it is, is yeah. he got it in the eighties. So it's literally just like he's. It's like UFC nicknames. It's like how every UFC fighter, you can tell that they've decided they're going to be a big deal because they suddenly just get such a grotesque nickname. Like, mm-hmm. and coming into the octagon, it's Jim the. That's not sexual assault. He just fucks them so hard they seem like they're in pain. Romanowski. Although there was a guy named there was a guy named uh, Mike and his uh, water and his middle name was or his nickname was bong so that was pretty dope yeah like this is the thing that bong ufc water. so <laughs> fuck you ma, 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 ma. as of the as of this recording by the way is during the ariel hawani leaving espn and i have never seen more of a fucking bunch of nerds acting like they're tough i don't know dylan if you've even caught on to this but basically ariel hawani has been like it was shitty to work at espn and espn's like no it's because of you you're shitty and then for some reason, Joe Rogan and Brendan Schwab are like, I probably believe ESPN. Eric Hawani seems like he's a bit of a, sh- a little bit of a shithead. And then Eric Hawani's like, yeah, of course you guys don't like me. You guys are being paid by the ESPN and you never like me. I'm a journalist because I call yeah. you on shit. And then Joe Rogan, basically the response from like UFC insiders like, no, that's not the reason. It's because you have a poopy, you got poopy pants. And they're like, it's so fucked up. Well, I mean, also, also like as far as. Like Dana White makes Vince McMahon seem like a like a new Democrat. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, Dana White yeah. has literally tried to stop the mixed martial arts journalism industry, like at multiple points. Yeah, like exactly. He tried to ban Hawani. No, no, anyway. he did. He did ban Hawani for like a the, week. Yeah. He and the reason why he eventually had to stop is that's huge grounds for. Like, you could literally be like, you're infringing on his freedom of speech. Like, it 100%. will be a federal no, case. Dana, Dana White, and I want anyone to know, like, I watched UFC, but Dana White does not believe in freedom of speech at all. Yeah, it's the crazy thing about wrestling is you're like, wrestling's really bad in the way that the wrestlers are treated. It's like, that's true. But somehow still pales in comparison to actual professional sports. Like, if you anyone don't believe me, read, read about what Roger Sterling was doing before he uh, got fired as the owner of the Clippers. Because he would Sterling, Roger, Roger I, Sterling once again is nope. the guy who owns the ad company in Mad Men. Mm. But he's a lot more handsome to look at. Yeah, he is. Donald <laughs> Sterling, Donald Paul, is- Paul Tagliabue in the NFL. But you know who did it? Who didn't believe in freedom of speech? And no one questioned it. Stu Hart, Bret Hart's father. Yeah, dude, Bret. Now <laughs> that Jim is uh, uh, being free, what are you gonna do? <laughs> You get the title, you get to win it off you in a match. Um, the other thing that we didn't cover last week, which we should actually talk about right off the top, okay. is the Tom McGee saga, which is before oh, that's how Brett this- gets I think we cover it now because that's a singles match on a dark show while he's in a tag team. Basically, it's like well, that's one of the proofs where everyone's like, "Oh, this guy can do it as a singles wrestler. He's amazing." Well, what's interesting is it's not only that; it's also we are. Um, 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 the year is nineteen ninety one. Yeah, the year is nineteen. No, the year is nineteen eighty seven. instance. In Tom McGee's instance, Visitorman was trying to figure out how to move past um, Hulk Hogan. The Ultimate Warrior hasn't shown his steroid covered head yet. He thinks it's going to be Tom McGee. They put Brett. Everyone knows the story. They put Brett and Tom McGee in a match. The match is amazing. Everyone thinks it was Tom McGee until Tom McGee so has another match. And then they realize, holy shit, it was Brett. Well, who is Tom McGee? First? Tom McGee is a muscle-bound weirdo that I met in Las Vegas through Colt Cabana. Ooh. And he was wearing a mesh t-shirt. That's and uh, during the pay-per-view that we were all there to see Double or Nothing, 
Um, he apparently, because more than one person saw this, he was just roller skating around the arena. Well, also, Tom McGee still is, but then was, obviously, Olympic weightlifter who also was a gymnast. So it's yeah. like a nut mixed with splooge. Like, it's exactly. like you would, he's an indie, he's an indie talent if, if, with, but he also, yeah. If Tom McGee's skills were come, he'd have a fat load. <laughs> but also watch his matches in Japan because they are. Well, this is the thing that's so crazy. If you now look at wrestling right now is the amount of wrestlers that if we just could get a time machine and bring them forward, mm -hmm. um, it would be, uh, how do I say this? It, they would all be the stars of now, but they just didn't work in those times. Like Tom McGee is a weird, odd, like possibly like something like I've met the guy. There's something wrong with Tom McGee. If he was a wrestler now, everyone would be like, he's got a he's got a weird far away look in his eye. He should be the intercontinental champion. But back then they were like, this man is making us uncomfortable. Get him away from us. That was the difference. And Brett is the most amazing example of that. If Brett is basically from this period forward is the only time Brett could have existed as a world champion contender. You think so? Minus the Hogan years. So the Hogan years are kind of the time when Brett wouldn't have worked. Brett would have been an amazing NWA champion. Hogan years, that's what nada, yeah. nada. And then again, that's what I mean. Because when he starts with the Intercontinental title, it's like Bret Hart. Basically, Vince McMahon is handed the NWA champion that the NWA has always wanted and always needed. Like they, ba he basically always. got Magnum TA minus car yeah. accident yeah. minus, uh, minus need to be nice to people. Yeah. Like Magnum, like, Magnum, Terry Allen, Terry yeah. Allen will, t will raise another man's daughter. Bret Hart <laughs> is telling that daughter about all the times he cheated on their mom. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, as if the daughter will be like, well, I mean, you shouldn't have cheated, but that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm upset that you cheated, but I'm glad it was for such a cool reason, like <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> like she had nice jugs. Yeah. The reason why I cheated on you last night, wife, is because I saw a woman with bigger breasts than you, and I needed to know how much bigger, so I saw them. So it's it's not okay if I cheat unless the woman is what I deem around me or more attractive. Yeah, the thing that you need to understand about the marriage vows is that they are violated if I'm not in the same area code as you or if I want to. <laughs> we should say this. It says a lot about Bret Hart and what type of person he is that the only thing we can hone in on is cheating. Because with most wrestlers, it's like, well, he's wanted in 50 of the 51 states for different crimes. I sort of disagree. Is usually they all have one terrible flaw. It's just usually the flaw leads to like 30 other activities. Like it's that thing of like, yeah, Hulk Hogan is a controlling fuck who thinks he's the center of the universe, which creates his racism, which creates his need to fuck wives. Bret Hart, Bret Hart just likes to grapple. And he either grapples with passion or he grapples in the squared circle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just likes skin on skin contact. Unchoreographed, passionate grappling. I want you to know that the sharpshooter in the bedroom is just me jizzing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also here. I'm going to put you in the sharpshooter and then I'm going to no touch blow loads everywhere. Uh, just to let you know, um, at some point while we're having sex, Owen's going to interfere. And by that, I mean, he's going to come in and say, get out of this room. This is my room, Brett. Why do you do this? That's an interference. He'll be disqualified. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a role play where I'm Stu and you're Stu. We're both my dad. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so you and I are going to be my dad and we're going to have sex with each other. That's how that is. 
Yeah, and then you tell me good job, and I tell you good job, and then we're both my dad. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know and be clear, I'm my dad. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart starts out on his intercontinental voyage, and remember this. He's, he starts out, as I mentioned in the previous episode, and his finisher is a fucking pile driver. So he's the excellence of execution. But you think about that and you think about a submission wrestler. I love all the Attitude Era big stars. All have the worst finishing move when they first come in the Fed. Like Shawn Michaels, I think his finishing move is he is backslide. an L. It's a backslide. Because no, if you remember those old Royal Rumble games, it's like a. And it's not even like a back suplex. It's like he hooks them from like where your taint is he puts his both his hands where your taint is and then just kind of falls backwards and then the other guy's like he's dead it's now. super weird that but one I mean, wrestling doesn't fucking make sense i was thinking about the asiatic spike i was listening to an old jr episode about umaga and they were talking about the thumb to the throat and i'm like that's stupid but then i thought about what a russian leg sweep is and i'm like maybe the asiatic spikes are really good do you think about the cuda i think about the cuda gras all the time because people sell that like it's a fucking shotgun and it's like he touched his feet to them he's a feet toucher yeah, or the or the the major move. Remember when everyone had a reverse Russian leg sweep as their finisher in the late nineties, and it's like the move is you hurt your back and the guy's face, I guess. Oh, the, of course, the stroke, the stroke. Oh, uh, yeah, the, stro- never, exactly <laughs> the stroke. I could never hear the stroke. And uh, oh, it's the best. The just fact that he's he said slap off. nuts. <laughs> he's just jacking up. Here man. comes the stroke. He just yeah. full full takes his pants off and yeah. Blast here, it on the here comes face. Jeff Jack Jackanoff Jared. Oh, <laughs> His name is Jeff and he is jacking off. And he's jacking off all the time. Jack off Jared. Jack so off it's Jeff a pretty Jared. it's pretty much like as far as you're gonna say intercontinental title for what the intercontinental title was in the late eighties and early nineties, Bret Hart is literally made for it. He comes out and uh, beats Mr. Perfect with the sharpshooter at SummerSlam 91. What a fucking match. It's so good. They got that also, weird coach guy. Uh, oh, for some reason, yeah. Mr. Perfect's signet gets ripped off and it's not explained. That SummerSlam great. is These guys so had great good. Matches too. Oh, like, boy, did they. Look at all these matches and they're like, they stand up now. As far it's as also, work rate. And these guys are 230 pounds of hot fucking also, hog action. Goddamn right. Of hot fucking let's ah. have a pina colada and take a shit on a bed. Um, <laughs> it's it's also Mr. Per- Mr. Perfect no gets Mr. Yeah. Perfect gets stripped to his underwear at one point. That's Oof. a very good part. Oh, yeah. uh, Bobby Heenan screams so much. This is this is the time that like as they're transitioning out away from Hogan as we lead, build to WrestleMania 8 is such a fun time in wrestling. And Brett is so enjoyable at this point. He loses the belt um, to the Mountie because he's negotiating with WCW. Uh, he makes the very wise decision of not to go to WCW yet. Um, they have him lose to the Mountie, claiming he has f- a fever. Um, in yes. a, a non-televised match, they just show clips of. And Bret Hart is the only... The reason why Bret Hart, as it turns out, could be a good actor, he's the only person I've ever seen able to convince me they have a fever based on how they're wrestling. He's... Like Bret Hart is spe- a spectacular wrestler. Also, and, I want like, to say this all this is his prime. Um, you are aware, by the way, that in his book he still kayfabes and says he has a fever, even though in the previous chapter he was like, "I was negotiating with my WCW contracts; so they had to take the belt off me." But he was like, "But then I got there and had a fever, which is why I lost." And you're just like, "Come on, Bret, you fucking weirdo!" Well, because he loses to uh, Jacques Rougeau, who he fucking hates. Yeah, he loses to the Mountie because he's a man from Alberta. And the idea of being pinned by a man from Quebec, if you're from Alberta, <laughs> I guarantee Brett, Brett, 
got into but a shower with a cheese grater. Yeah, I just want to let everyone know that this would not have happened if I hadn't had a fever. <laughs> I was too tired from negotiating. He got up immediately after the match and said, this wouldn't have happened in real life. This is fake. Yeah, exactly. This is fake, except except when I win, then that's real. The only thing a Frenchman could beat in Alberta is, in, is he could probably beat him in a in a... I don't know, some sort of tight pants contest. I just want to let everybody know that um, um, I will be challenging Jacques Rougeau to get my Intercontinental title back. You know, who can understand more things at a school in Alberta match? <laughs> the Mountie was badass, though, man. I want to do it. Goddamn right. The Mountie was so fucking good. The, the, shock, stick? Was... the shock stick was like the, the shock first... stick wrestling heel thing i saw where it made sense where it's like he got him he touched him with his pervy glove like all the other ones were like he yeah got exactly, exactly. His glowing grief briefcase but this one was like he's got a cattle prod and for some reason this is fine well i mean it made sense because he i also cop. and also when i was a kid i just thought the mounties all had cattle prods that i didn't even think about that i was I, six <laughs> and i was like well that makes sense because i thought it was like i'd never heard of a cow I lived in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which weirdly has a farm in the middle of it. So you just go to this farm called the Experimental Canada's Farm like all that. the time. It's very weird. But I was just like, oh, and like you see Mounties around there all the time because that's where they keep the uh, the mounted regiment is at that thing. And so I was like, oh, I guess they just have cattle prods and it makes sense because they're at farms all the time. Like the logic of it actually held in my little stupid six-year-old head. And also based on the activities of the RCMP moving forward, it would be a real relief if they had cattle prods. Actually, no. They would have used it more to just torture native people. For example, fun fact about the RCMP, they were discovered that the Thunder Bay Regiment just every Friday would drive around Thunder Bay, find native teenagers and throw them in a river. And when questioned about it, they were like, well, you got to we got to show them who's boss. And they're like, "That mm -hmm. you're the police. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're bosses, too. What I'm trying to, to say a, is I very accurate. Wedding. Go ahead. Uh, was a, was one of the officiants was a Catholic priest who was in the news in Canada because when they started finding out that like Catholics had um, well Catholics and Protestants but certainly more Catholics had um, done residential schools but basically they took uh, native indigenous kids for re-education that that's yeah. as fucked up as you think it is and then the kids would get sick and die because of malnutrition and a bunch of other crazy shit uh they would just bury them and never tell the parents and uh the guy who was at the wedding um the officiant of the wedding of my friend uh said basically we could boil down to we gave these savages culture was so dylan what dylan is not telling you is then about half the church stood up and clapped and the other half was just like i don't i don't I. it's fucking crazy man it's I like i heard i hear about it in like australia and new zealand but like good lord some of the stuff oh canada's way worse also a baby boomer and the, the the excuse was we knew about those graves my god like crazy what <laughs> We have all we have been criticized for. You know the funny thing is, we talk about loads and like I I farted, but then I nutted so hard that the fart stayed in my butt. And people are really more pissed off about these diatribes and the. I know it's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love. I, also, indigenous but, people are people. People are like, let me go to iTunes, yeah. one star. Shit lip, shit lip, shit lip. I mean, it's so good because also, by the way, we get to it naturally. We're talking about Brett the Hitman Hart, who is from Alberta, who I guarantee right now just opened his window and went, "Get out of here." 
get out of here. And then his weird Italian wife that doesn't like him was like, uh, Britta, what are you doing? Uh, what? He is the type of guy who marries in uh, a person who doesn't really understand English because he just looks in the mirror and he goes, still got it, still excellent. And she's like, I don't, I purposely, I'm not learning this language because I think what you're saying is probably weird. Yeah, the Brett's wife doesn't know that they're married. She's just a very also, confi- I have no idea if she's Italian. You just said that. We're I think one. Of, I think his most recent wife was Italian that he broke up with because they couldn't figure out where to live. Because of course, Bret Hart only after he marries a woman is like, "Oh, we live in Calgary." And she's like, <laughs> "No, we do not. I'm going to live in Italy, which is so much no. That's bad. You're a bad person. There's no stampede in Italy. A stampede? That sounds violent. No, you wear a cowboy hat and you beat up people from Edmonton. That's exactly what you do. Is you uh, you all just remember that time that. During the middle of the stampede all over Twitter, people just couldn't stop talking about the fact that uh, there was a male, male, female threesome just in an alley during the stampede. And their excuse was, we like to fuck. And I was like, that's, I got to tell you, that's cool. <laughs> Save a horse, fuck two cowboys. That's what I said. Exactly right. So this during this time uh, is when they have the first ladder match in the history of the WWF. Yes. Sean and uh, Brett, and I have that shit on VHS, motherfucker. Cool. And Brett still very upset that they did the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 because he has, in different places and times, claimed to have invented the ladder match or at least brought it from Stampede Dude, Wrestling. Crazy. He is so good at wrestling, but then the real guy you talk about, and it's kind of like... You know those guys who like you have so much and you could just be like good at your thing, but instead they're like, I'm the first guy to use a pen in Idaho. And they're like, What yeah. are you talking about? Who cares? People it doesn't matter. Like you're known for all of your other amazing things. Listen, yeah. we both have a we have the the best, most positive version of this is a friend of both of ours who's a comedian in Toronto, who is the best version of this, which is like, I did a really good set. Also, did you know in high school? I got uh, two intercepts when I was playing football to let the touchdowns. <laughs> just letting you know. And you're like, and that guy is like, yeah, fuck yeah, Rob. You're so bad. Like, yeah, you can't walk so... by a gym without being like, I could do that. See how, what, what she's lifting. I'd do that, but I wouldn't be sweating. And also, my hair is more better. Than and his. and also, you're, and you're, I, my thing with him also is I'm like, A, you're charming. And also, very rarely, you have backed it up in such a spectacular way that I have to be like, it, anything is actually possible. By the way, that man, and I stand by it, I still would have won that bet. The bet was he had to make it eight cuts for the Toronto Argonauts. And if he made it past eight cuts, I would full jack off on stage to completion. Him and Matt O'Brien would uh, host a show fully naked and at the end jack off to completion. It wasn't eight. It was was, uh. No, he said uh, and I said eight. (laughs) I mean, I don't think there is eight cuts. That's just making the team. Yeah, I think that that's, and he wouldn't take, it wasn't a cut. I I knew that. And also, I still maintained he wasn't going to make past one. Well, he, that's why he didn't do it. Yeah, because he's a champion. I, I'm so, I'm seeing that. I'm going to be in Canada in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited to see that guy. That guy is the best. So, Bret Hart at this point is having what we could say are matches that are so good that t- 29 years later, they still stand up. Absolutely. And- this this run is fucking insane because you get the Roddy Piper WrestleMania 8 match, mm-hmm. which is Roddy Piper's best WrestleMania match. And I would say might be Brett's WrestleMania best WrestleMania match also, tied with WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart doesn't like Roddy Piper doesn't lose to people. Yeah. And you're also he- like how skilled Brett is that he's basically like, OK, for this match, I'm kind of a heel. And he can wrestle these matches where he is sort of a heel. And then immediately at the end of the match, 
since his gimmick is exactly a sports nickname and he's a athlete his whole character is he can be like well i had to be a heel to beat you you're an amazing wrestler roddy piper it was it's such a good match the way it ends is so fucking dynamic it is that great thing of you still can't tell when they bladed even though they've both admitted it was a blade job but they said no it legitimately happened to the side of the ring um a bunch of fans have claimed they found it i just like to live in the mystery and it's again it's a highlight of a oft forgot oft misremembered but i in my opinion an absolutely amazing wrestlemania is that match of course because this is the downturn like when bret hart definably becomes a singles wrestler during the downturn yeah and it's literally he and they start really putting focus on him because he is a reliable hand who's clearly not on steroids exactly and this is around the steroid trial Exactly. So now they, they're now we're building to SummerSlam. Let's all put our daddy crit Dylan, put your daddy pants on. There they're on. They're on. Oh yeah. Uh your t-shirt <laughs> game, by the way. You're bringing it. Um Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Wembley. British Bulldog smokes crack for an entire summer with Jim the Anvil Nyhard, shows up and forgets the entire match. I think Bret Hart's still angry. Go ahead still swole he's staying swole of course yeah he he keeps it tight there ain't no calories in fucking crack bro it is crazy that bret hart's entire inner circle except for his brother owen are all crackheads and bret's still like kind of weirdly so i would say it's like he kind of like doesn't need human interaction so much so he's like i just smoke weed and cheat on my wife i all i do is inform these men of how good a match i had and then they go do you want to do crack i'm on crack please help me bret and i go no, there's some women over there I think that could use a hitman, if you know what I mean. Laugh at own joke. Sex with them. <laughs> I just want to say this about um, this time period also. Say it. Is the matches stand out because it's also the other matches, especially on the SummerSlam, are so fucking weird and insane. Like you have the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, which is so intense. But are so many different types of schmas, it's annoying. This is the Undertaker when it's literally like, what's the Undertaker's gimmick? He's a dead zombie that's ruled over by Paul Bearer, who some for some reason just puts black men in ca- caskets. What? Shut up. Like Animal and Hawk Animal is visibly concerned for Hawk because Hawk is visibly just on muscle relaxants in the ring and they have a fucking puppet as a manager. Like it's such a weird time. And in through all of that, Brett's just like. I just go over. That's the plan. <laughs> but he doesn't like, and he also puts on a clinic as far as like a champion that can actually be vulnerable. The first one that we've ever seen in the W. No, I shouldn't say the first one because Macho Man was very vulnerable. He was very vulnerable. What was also amazing about this time is it, as you watch it, it's this amazing charted rise of he leaves this tag team and then it's the two intercontinental reigns. That's very big. And then all of a sudden they swap the belt, put it on Brett, get it off of Ric Flair. Well, it's really two years, which in the span of this time period is a second because it's so it's so much less television. No yeah, television. Absolutely. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but he proves himself. Brett does, of course, with one of the greatest matches of all time at Wembley Stadium. You can still watch this one back. Honestly, it sucks. I hate spoilers because, like, obviously that's why I watch things is to be surprised by the ending. But um, obviously the British Bulldog wins. Um, Wembley goes nuts. 
it's it's super loud and keep in mind that it's outdoors yeah it's super so, loud and also keep in mind watching that match one of the guys is just bloated from crack use those are not muscles that's what that match is so insane <laughs> it's just well-shaped bloating from crack use yeah it's well-shaped bloating from crack use versus a man so determined to have a good match so he can fuck a stewardess that very night <laughs> which i mean to be fair how funny would it have been if they would have been honest about brett the hitman heart where it's like i'm an athlete then i fuck and it's yeah. like he's the real rick flair do you know what i mean yeah he's the no he's the real ravishing rick root rick flair is the real rick flair i assume brett's energy when it comes to fucking is a, is way closer to a guy just if any of you cleveland sweat hogs could shut your mouth as I want to give your ladies a shut. Like Brett's like, yeah. you're all talking too loud. Women like soft voices <laughs> for when they were <laughs> going to get fucked. Well, it would be funny to like Bret Hart ter- heel turn was he stopped putting the glasses on the kid and just put it on their mom and then be so- and then got in the ring and was like, uh, my fingers are going to smell like your pussy later. And then he just, the match. He puts the glasses on their tits and then just hit the, <laughs> hit the music. <laughs> no wrestling. Except for, uh, of course, sex wrestling. That's a little yeah. joke I made. I'm wrestling with. It. I'm wrestling with my sexuality. Am I straight or am I really straight? <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, when you're only kind of straight, that's when you accept a woman that's a brunette, super yeah, yeah, straight, yeah. blonde. Ha ha! Another joke. Yeah, how do yeah. you find Mo- a bond in the dark? I'm fucking them. That's another joke. <laughs> do you want to know how straight I am? I've had sex with a bald woman that's the most straight. <laughs> you just have to take her word for it that she has a vagina. You never there know with go. a bald woman. She might just, just be a she might just be a lamp without a shade. Exactly. That's uh, I remember that's Smith tricked joke. me once. Smith tricked me once. He once shaved his head and stood naked in the living room and said, I'm a lamp. And then I ended up touching his penis. He tricked me. But you know how straight I was? I didn't even nut till hours later. Exactly. You know that's how straight you know how straight I was as Bret Hart? Ten years later, I had sex with Smith's wife, and I take I made a, took a bunch of photos. I sent him a photo every year. That's the Christmas card. I mean, Brett the Straight Man Heart. Anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a small break, and we're gonna come back with Bret Hart's championship runs from when we were little boys, little sweet spit covered boys. <laughs> yeah, we fucking spat. We fat on each other like fucking. That's petite. We'll be back right after after the break. I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash. Welcome back from break. So this is something I wanted to do for the patrons of the podcast and just show John. But uh, my friend, when he was moving, was going to throw out 50 fucking old wrestling magazines. Oh my god! So, I'm gonna sort it by the uh, biggest donors, biggest patrons we have, and be mailing you guys out some of these wrestling magazines. For those of you who don't have the Patreon uh, video, maybe this the auto highlight that I use now on our weird video editing software will show it, but this is a Pro Wrestling Illustrated 15-year celebration magazine, uh, September 1994, Oh There's like God. sick, I'll catalog them all on our Patreon and just some weird text posts, but dude, these are fucking sick. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Alex Wood, kept one, and there's just an ad for protect yourself for guns, and that's in a, uh, that's not an unrecent magazine. That magazine is literally a celebration of Bret Hart's title reign, and they're like, fucking, here's some guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got some great quotes here. 
The WWF is so big that when you get knocked off the throne, so to speak, you have to go back down to the bottom and start working your back way back to the top. That is a quote by Tito Santana from November 1991. You're going to see some fun stuff like what if Hulk Hogan went to WCW? That's one of yeah, the what, magazines. What happened? I mean, my favorite one is PWA Insider mapped the invasion. And let me tell you, they should have used that roadmap. They're like, we know this they is what do. will happen. The, they, dude, and like these magazines were so important as a kid, like during this era, obviously, mm. when I'm buying them, it's like Bret Hart versus Sting. What would happen if they fought? I'll tell you what would happen. The world would end. It would be so cool. And you get so pumped up mm-hmm. for these crossover matches. And of course, what would happen is like, oh, Nitro, they had a five minute match, which was fucking yeah. horrible. Like when Bret Hart and Sting were in this WCW together. My mind was blown. I was like, we oh will talk God. about it when we get to it. It's the, it's the biggest travesty. And what's amazing is, is everyone blames Brett, which is the funniest part. I guess Brett had checked out during that time. Like Bret Hart is a lot like, um, oddly, I think a lot more like CM Punk no. than people think is like, if he's doesn't like what's happening creative wise, then he legit will just check out and fucking just kind of clomp around. Which Here's we'll talk what about. no one talks about. No one talk about which, it. which is the most important part. Okay, his brother is dead within the first year of him going to WCW. He is also in mourning, but we should talk because we only have a specific amount of time right now. So we should talk about, of course, 1992. What happens in 1992, John? He is told to get to a building in Regina early. He's upset because he moved a flight to go fuck a girl behind his wife's back. True story. <laughs> and thinks he's about to get yelled at because they weren't supposed to do that. Instead, he finds out. He's getting the belt. He's They're taking it off Ric Flair. Something that I still don't know why they did. I guess Vince is just soured on trusting Ric Flair and wanted just a fucking stone as the champion. He didn't like Ric Flair and how Ric Flair drew. Also, Vince, and this is like just a different, it's just a style you run your company in. And I don't think it's a bad style, is that he just didn't like having a heel champion for a really long time. Yeah, but it's also that weird thing of, but like Rick hadn't been the champion that long. There was other people they could take the belt off of. Like this was the time when Rick and Macho Man Randy Savage have a match so bad, Vince sends them back out to do it again. Um, um, and it was just such a weird time. And for some reason, they're kind of like, all right, well, fuck it, we'll just put the belt on Brett, and then use everyone else as sort of ways to draw a crowd. I don't really know. This is very odd. And also, it's a weird thing to not have like a crowning moment when your first championship reign you just do it in canada on a house show there's no build to like holy shit brett's gonna win the title he just kind of won yeah and it's not like it's always like the second title reign you're like holy shit this is awesome the first title reign you're like what oh yeah hey man you know what i mean it's so weird yeah like the nwa would do this on house shows where they would like change the tag titles and they'd be like oh you gotta go to a live show oh my god we changed the tag titles but to like drive house show business which i suppose this was for like i mean hindsight's always 2020 whatever it all worked out but my it's god it's such a weird time it's also like brett and sean keep having matches on the house show loop like it's all of this weird thing of foreshadowing what will eventually come yeah, and it's weird that he beats Ric Flair and then immediately goes into, like, obviously title defenses against Shawn Michaels. His first main event title defenses against Papa Shango. It's not like he's like, okay, you're the champion. Now you get to fucking beat everybody. No, this is the beginning of, like, the champion is the best wrestler in the company unless Vince decides it's basically the Intercontinental title and then fuck you. Yeah, it's not quite like a... 2000s champion push where it's like hey cm punk's the champion but he's wrestling in the third match 
Not yeah. even the first match or whatever. And he'll be losing to Rey Mysterio Jr. inexplicably. Yeah. Well, Triple H is actually the main event, but it's like close to that. Like it's like Hogan is presented as a stronger character. And the only reason Hulk Hogan doesn't have the title is because he's angry at Sid Justice. What I love so much about uh, this period of time is it so mirrors. You can see Vince McMahon constantly sort of charting his downfall, which is like... Mm. If he had just listened to the Macho Man Randy Savage and like, fuck it, yeah, you can wrestle three matches a year, I don't give a shit, he would have never gone to WCW. Like so many, he would never have gone to WCW if Vince McMahon had had some forethought and been like, fuck it, what do you need to stay, Brett? He wouldn't have ever gone to W. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many times where... Well, we could talk about that when the time comes in the next episode, but... I know, I just... The reason why I bring it up now is this is such an interesting time, and this is so when Vince lays the groundwork for how he will act for the rest of his time running that company. And it's so interesting to me that he he still makes these same mistakes. And Brett continues to have the belt for some time until he is eventually defeated for said belt by... Yokozuna. That is right. At WrestleMania 9, thanks to... Which is so crazy how long he holds that belt. And then he just gets pissed on where it's like, Yoko beats him, then Yoko immediately loses. So it's kind of like you piss on the whole reign. Yeah, you pissed on all of Brett's reign, loses to Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan loses it back to Yoko. And then we have the build to WrestleMania 10. This is Vin, This is Brett um, feuding with Jerry the King Lawler in one of the most terrifying introductions of a heel ever, which is Brett wins the King of the Ring and then Jerry Lawler just territory attacks him. And it is it goes on for so long also. And then it really rebuilds Brett back up. And it's also this weird time of you get an injection of new fans. This is when I started watching. This is when Dylan started watching. You get all these people coming in for the first time, and they're like, wait, who's the champion? And you're like, it's this monster. And who's like the good guys? And you're like, well, it's weird. The good guys are this like guy who is the bad guy. And then this dude in pink and a leather jacket who gives people his sunglasses. And you're like, wait, if I like that guy, I can maybe get free sunglasses. And it's like, that's right, six-year-old. And you're like, I like that guy. And it shows Brett's faith in, like, he's feuding at this time with, not only is he feuding with Jerry the King Lawler, who, as far as WWF guys, if you're watching in the early 90s, is, like, nothing. Like, he's he's got no definition. Like, Bret Hart did not do steroids, but he has just natural definition. Yeah, his, he's, his he's been, he's been tense. Monster. Yeah, he's been tense he's since been he was tense fucking his whole child. Life. He's yeah. always waiting for his dad to walk into any room. Like yeah, he's, he's just yeah, <laughs> he's just on edge all the time. Unless Daddy comes, I'm gonna win the match. That was the end of his instead of the excellent execution, that was his first catchphrase. But like he's fused with Jerry Lawler, he fused with Bob Backland. Like Backland takes I mean, that's jumping ahead, obviously. That's jumping ahead, but yeah, we're gonna get to that in a second. But it's this amazing thing of like they're building but they're building great wrestlers, building, but they're old men and they look like old men. And whereas Hulk Hogan only feuded with people who look like like fucking monster anybody exactly and that's a that's a switch where it's like you're turning from really a, you're turning from the wwf and the style that vince did which is look first versus this is clearly talent first with a guy like jerry lawler who although he is a pedo is like we said the roman polanski of professional wrestling mm-hmm. the other thing that's important to note about this time is they cannot reference hulk hogan at all no they cannot so they just like so Brett is like Brett is the two-time champion. They can go far as back as when Brett was champion. So he just comes across way more important than you realize. And then we're building now to the Royal Rumble appearance where it's him versus Lex Luger. And Vince, as usual, wanted Lex Luger. He wasn't expecting Brett to get the pop that he did. And then 
they it's never been explained was the ending of that match a work or was it a mistake that they then rolled with it was a mistake that they rolled with it was supposed to be luger just like it was supposed to be basically luger brett or sorry brett luger that type of thing yeah. so it was supposed to be like sort of make keep brett look strong like all oh, it was just luck that luger won but also it was like vince going you know what? No, actually, I heard that it was planned. At any rate, it was basically like, okay, we put all this money into Luger, and this is a time when, obviously, Vince doesn't have the unlimited resources that he has right now, but he's like, we put all this money into Lex Luger. Let's see if him or Brett get a bigger pop. Brett got a bigger pop, and he was like, all right, we'll go with Brett, which, in reality, should have been like, if Brett gets a pop that's in the league of Lex Luger, we have to go with Brett, because I've put... I've put this guy in feuds with old men, and he still stayed over. Versus yeah, but yeah, again, we Vince literally McMahon gave him a bus, and he went around shaking hands like a politician. And, and he wouldn't, by the way. And that still didn't help him get over. And also, he didn't like sleeping on the bus, which is my favorite part of the whole thing. Despite, I get for like, I get Lex Luger. I get Lex Luger. I was like, yeah, he wants to be home at his gym. You know what I mean? He just wants. He's like, I want a gym, and I want a goddamn bed. I'm not a fucking tourist. Are you done? I get it. Are you done? Are you done with your bullshit? I just get it. I'm saying, Lex Luger, if you're going to pay me $400,000 and I get a hotel and a nice gym, I'd take that over $500,000 in a fucking bus when I got to hang out with these hobos. You fucking did it. There you go. Um, Imagine having so, to hang out with Bruce Pritchard every day where he's like, I only smoke the best weed. And it's like, just take oh, my money. Oh, God, back. yeah. Uh, I just was swimming in my pool. Fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> um, also, you have poached amazing- an egg? I have poached an egg. Let me tell you how to poach an egg slow and eye to eye. You know what I like about my wife? She doesn't know there's a video camera in the toilet. There you go. That's right. I, I like to see it when the, the third eye likes to wink at old Bruce. Likes to <laughs> wink at old Bruce. That means butthole. Continue, John. Um, they also build this amazing time, which is you have basically Brett doing the feud for Vince. And then he's also like, also I'm feuding with my brother. So throughout all of this, you get basically two feuds. It's also this thing of... I always rooted for Owen in that you're like, yeah, Brett's a cool champion, but there was a huge seg- there was a segment of people that were like, yeah, and Owen deserves some fucking shit too. Cause Bre- like the thing with that feud is Brett was kind of the dick. So that goes back to the athlete thing. And like Bret Hart, this character, these character is so much more complex than like Vince Russo trying to do shades of gray. Yes, it absolutely. Means, like, I think it's okay to like throw a woman off a balcony. That's what Vince Russo means by shades of gray. But Bret Hart is like the complexities of the ri- of a rivalry where it's like Bret Hart is the A is the older brother, B he's visibly the older brother. Like to a kid he looks like the older brother. Where it's like this guy's bigger, this guy's like clearly better looking. Like he has everything way more together than Owen. And Owen is so clearly the like, little runt, uh, I don't get enough attention, brother. And they play those so oh, well. Oh, so well. Where it's like, Owen's like, I can beat you up. And Brett has to be like, no, you can't. Like, no. I also just needed to triple check and let's never forget. Let's never fucking forget this. 9-11. Without that feud. Do you know, never forget 9-11. Um, Without that feud. Uh, the thing that you have to remember, and I stress, I'll never for- stop stressing this. Are you ready to Without this feud, we wouldn't have the time that Owen said, I kicked your leg off your leg. Yeah, that's true. And without that, then nothing is worth living. <laughs> but, I mean, Brett Owen, nothing. great feud. They have one of the best matches ever. Owen beats him, and then Brett wins the title back off Yokozuna. Oh, my God. And it doesn't even affect it at all. It makes it seem so much more exciting. 
too, because it's also that thing of it also makes Brett the babyface because Brett's had two matches, as has Yokozuna. This is the WrestleMania, of course, where since they landed at the exact same time, Yokozuna wrestles Lex Luger first at that WrestleMania and then Brett in the uh, finale. And who is the special guest referee for their match to neutralize Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji? Chuck Norris. No. Roddy Piper. It's Roddy Piper. Beautiful. And it's and it's one of the few times they pre because next year. He is the next year, and that's The Undertaker. It's also a um and it's a SummerSlam, you fuck. Sorry. You dirty I'm Yeah, so thank sorry. you. Thank you. Thank you very much for apologizing. You're apology, by the way, in not accepted. Here it is. Um, Say it's small. What? I'm showing it. Say it's small. Mm, I can't I'm lie. No, I can't small. lie. It's I can't small. lie. Tell me it's no, small. I can't lie. It's not. It's big. It's too big. <laughs> Continue. Um, it looks like you just pull the flesh curtain on your camera. I'm a worm. I'm a worm. You're a little, you're a hot boy. You're a thick snake. You're probably Ethernet <laughs> cable. You got it's Ethernet a worm. cable. It's, a, it's like a bunch of Red Bull can, uh, uh, cans taped together. There you go. <laughs> I hope that gets cut out for the weird editing thing. Anyway, so we have Bret Hart as the uh, champion, and then he holds that belt for six he years, is, right? Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Nothing else happens. He has that. They then kick high gear into the feud with Owen, culminating in a, a steel cage match at SummerSlam. That's so NWA violent. That's so unnecessary. Also goes, I think, twenty-five minutes longer than it's supposed to, which is a cl- apparently a classic Bret move. Is Bret basically is just like, yeah, do you need Bret to be somewhere on time? Well. Don't live in that world because he will not be. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, he just shows up whenever. Great. But this is like the little power moves that people just don't pull now to make their character really great. Yeah, exactly. Is that boom? Yeah. And that match is so fucking exciting. It's the highlight of that SummerSlam for me. And it's so fucking good. So fucking good. (laughs) The audio on that must be terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, The ADHD is shining. I'm trying to just my this thing has been broken. Ooh, John is it's like that broken top rope they had in the Brett match. Exactly. Really trying to make it make a thing out of it. Anyway, I'm trying to be the I'm trying to be the Brett in the match and not the Marty. Marty tried to fuck the rope. Is this my so, sister? Is this I don't think, my sister? <laughs> I don't think Bret Hart's ever it's not the way he loses the match or the people he loses the title to. It's just the way that they get the belt onto another champion because Vince hates doing face versus face matches is always so shitty. Like they just murder. I disagree. The guy. I disagree so hard of how yeah. they get the belt off of Brett. I know exactly the point you're making of it's so no 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 weird. I mean, okay. Okay, here's what I'm saying. I'm not okay, saying say how they get the belt off of him. So how they get the belt off of him is Bob Backlund uh comes back in the most terrifying segment of uh, the most terrifying segment in the history of Saturday morning television is mm-hmm. Bob Backlund coming back and putting the crossface chicken. And this is, by the way, the only time they ever were able to sell a move on WWF t- Saturday morning television. The crossface chicken wing, I walked away being like, well, that's a gun. Bob Backlund has a yeah. gun. It's like one of those classic things where it's like Bob Backlund obviously is no physical match for Bret Hart. But if he puts Bret Hart in that move, he's dead now. Yeah. It's- Kind of like weirdly like they do the RKO now where it's like Randy Orton's a whatever wrestler, but the RKO is like a crazy knockout punch. So 
Bob Backlund, for those of you who haven't seen it, go watch Bob Backlund's heel turn. It's fucking crazy. He's like, I think I'm the president, which sounds funny. I am so, I'm ready to kiss you. I'm ready to kiss you. Like that's, the Bob Backlund heel turn is so exciting and interesting and also is the only heel turn that lasts from that moment all the way through the Attitude Era. Because I'm running for president, Bob Backlund, managing the Sultan, Bob Backlund, Weirdly appearing on Monday Night Raw with Dwayne Gill, Bob Backlund, all this Bob Backlund, all this just insane Bob Backlund. Also, can we just take one second to talk about how weird Vince McMahon is and that he essentially built his entire life of never having a type of champion like Bob Backlund because when he was a young man, Bob Backlund affected his dad's business. And yet, weirdly, he keeps Bob Backlund employed for his entire adult life. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, from pretty much 93 onwards, I suppose. But Bob Backlund wrestles at WrestleMania 9. He wrestles against Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 9. Well, he comes back in because literally Vince is like, fuck, who do I know that's not on steroids? I guess I got to go with Backlund again. I mean, it's so good. Also, Bob Backlund apparently always uh, tries to get the furniture removed from his hotel room so he can do exercises. <laughs> He's like Lanny Poffo. He may never die. Uh, let's never forget. Guess who? Guess where, what Lanny Poffo did during COVID? Dylan, do you know? Uh, yoga to S's own D moved to, I believe it was Argentina or the Philippines. Hello, you creep. <laughs> Jeez, that's not good. Yeah, that's down here. Down here, no one knows what I'm doing with my blueberries. <laughs> so we get, of course, Bob Backlund uh, winning the title off of Brett. It's in a- the best again. Brett, for someone who doesn't like all the pageantry of wrestling, this time period, which is the best time for Brett, is marked in every way by some absolutely spectacular moments, up to and including Owen bullying his own mother mm-hmm. to throw the towel in for Brett. That's how Brett loses the belt. Yeah. In, in the, the most in perfect way. It protects Brett completely. It makes every fan fucking angry at Owen. And it completely makes sense why Diesel was able to beat Bob Backlund the next day in, th- in 18 seconds. But that's the thing. You don't get Bob Backlund, oh my God, the chick- crossface chicken wing, no one can stop it. And then he takes out another contender, even if it's like a, even if he just fucked up Tatanka. Even if it was like a month long thing, Tatanka can't hold a candle to Bob Backlund. He murders Tatanka. That'd be fine. What I'm oh, yeah. saying he is bullies Tatanka. It's but that's pretty what I'm great. He never Yokozuna immediately loses to Hulk Hogan in like four seconds. And Bob Backlund, same thing. So it's like Brett has these great matches that really put over these dudes as threats and then immediately snap like this. They're not a threat. Fuck them. And then Brett has to like rebuild his entire character up twice. The only oddly time he's ever taken seriously as a uh, champion is after this. And his title reigns after this when no one's watching the show. Because they take, hey, this guy's a heel badass diesel and turn him into, he literally thinks he's a truck. He's Hulk Hogan, but he's also a truck. Yeah, it's the most insane, nonsensical thing ever of Vince McMahon not see. Basically, Vince McMahon only knows how to turn people into Hulk Hogan unless he's very tired and confused. And the Kevin Nash one is my favorite one because it's basically what happens when you beat Bob Backlund. You stop being a badass and you start being a, like, he's the strip club bouncer, but he's trying to get them into computer school is the (laughs) closest way I can describe Kevin Nash's babyface run. And what's even weirder is what does Bret Hart do in this period? He fused with Jerry Lawler's dentist. Not right away. For a while, he's just gone. 
for it's this weird period of time where he like is gone for a bit, comes back, feuds with Isaac Yankum and Hakushi for a bit. Dope feud. Hakushi was oh boy, dope. really good. Um, Jinsei Senzaki, he puts uh tattoos on his face. It's the first time I've really seen Vince push like a straight up foreign heel that wasn't like a monster. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Well, it's basically why. it was and his. No, of, it was. Yeah. Can I explain it? It's his attempt yeah. to make to do the Hulk Hogan monsters with Bret Hart, and Vince realizes, um, yeah, basically that it's pretty insane. Yeah, and Bret's happy. Like he, but he, oh, that's part of me. Sorry, I had a brain fart. The point I want to make is, but he couldn't do the Hogan monsters the way that Hogan had them, so he did them with the way Brett did them, which are Jerry Lawler and Hakushi, and then Isaac Yankum, and then Vince said, I hate this, and stopped doing it. Yeah, he takes a little uh, siesta from any feuds uh, involving the title. He feuds with Jean-Pierre Lafayette, because why not? Steals his leather jacket. Yeah, And then he gets the belt back in one of the most intense matches. The best match of Kevin Nash's entire championship run is with Bret Hart at the very oh, yeah, end. Buddy. First table spot I ever saw. Where uh, so like, did I, what, and literally, I and didn't even see so I saw a sense. photo of it, and I went, holy shit. Maybe the last in-context table spot you've ever seen, where it's like, first of all, no one's doing table spots anywhere near the WWF, so Brett gets knocked off the apron through the timekeeper's actual table, and everyone's mind is blown. Yeah, everyone literally shit their pants. Like, like shit. Perfect Bret Hart, Jim Cornette booking, where it's like, yeah, we're going to do a table spot, but we need context. I'll figure out context, and he does. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's basically the two greatest workers in this period of time are Vince or uh, Vince McMahon's WWF are Mick Foley and Bret Hart. And I here's my proof. They organically take spots on a table using the table as both breaking the fall and also a highlight of a match. And they do it by themselves both of the times. Exactly. Uh, so his third title reign, of course, is capped off. With the sixty man, sixty man, sixty minute Iron Man match against Shawn Michaels, where, as Bret Hart points out in his book, very funny, where it's like, who's going to win this match? The guy that walks down the aisle or the guy that descends from the ceiling on a zip line? Yeah, I really like that point, but it's also like, yeah, Bret, shut the fuck up. Like everyone knew Shawn was winning that match. Yeah, I remember thinking, like as a kid, like, oh fuck, Shawn's going to win, but like this is taking a while. Yeah, I also, by the way, that match never was very good to me. I never enjoyed it. I thought it was overly long and irritating. Yeah, it just it just went on for a while. I mean, that's my memory as when I watched it for the first and time then, at, at 11. And then it ends in a way that all matches should end. Brett stripped down to reveal that he's wearing women's underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Roddy Piper runs him over with a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, what actually happens is Brett uh, loses in sudden death, t- no time limit. Oh yeah, sudden death overtime because they so, go past the time limit. Yep, and then he disappears again to star on Lonesome Dove and is thinking about losing or never coming back to wrestling because he doesn't feel like he's respected. The high point of this time period for me is the British Bulldog matches. The low point is all of the times he cheated on his wife, and I assume forgot his kids' birthdays, and I assume called one of his kids Owen. Yeah, high point clearly is. I'd even say just like, I don't know, man. High point is every single main event match he had. The guy was an amazing wrestler. I'd say weirdly the low point and something I want to touch on is that he 
when he loses the Iron Man match to Shawn Michaels. First of all, in his book, he's like, I could have fucking won that match anytime I wanted. Shawn actually isn't as tough as me, which is great. The second so thing is when Shawn goes, get the fuck out of my ring, um, it's clearly coming from a place of like... Insecurity, and he knows that Brett could pop the crowd in his favor and make him look yeah. bad. Fear and also of, like being Hogan, which is Hogan stuck around for the ultimate warrior. And because it's funny, because like we talk about this in the Hogan episodes, but it's like he fucks over the warrior at the start of his title reign by basically sticking around and making it about what's Hulk Hogan going to do when he's finally lost. Mm-hmm. So Brett could do that. And uh, then the rock, of course, defeats that by hogan sticking around being like wow hulk hogan lost his first match what's he gonna do and the rock goes hey do your little fucking shtick do your yeah. shtick for everybody I'll everyone do wants it. to see it i'll do and it with like, you yeah takes back the power from hogan so that's like clearly that's why michaels is doing it. like get the fuck out of the ring this is about me right now um so that's why michaels is doing it i'm not i mean i can't speak because obviously Shawn michaels at this point was cocaine with tights on but yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah. loves and there's nothing. I think I can think you can boil the Brett Sean feud. There's nothing worse than watching a hot a guy who's super high uh, on uh, the doobies speak to a guy who's super high on cocaine, and that's probably why they didn't get along. He's yeah, exactly. He's gacked out of his mind, and Brett's like, "Can you slow down? I'm trying to describe tits, man." Yeah. <laughs> okay, like they're big. It's like right? you don't. It's like you don't want to hear about tits. Imagine, uh, ladies, <laughs> yeah, imagine like the biggest bowl of chips, but then you put a fucking nipple on there, guy. Okay, that's pretty fucking sick. Um, we gotta get out of here. We're gonna. I pump. gotta go. What do you gotta do? Uh, plug My plug. album is out right now. On Pandora. On Pandora exclusively. exclusively, and then on tomorrow it will be out on all streaming fucking things nice. in the world. September 6th, which might be tomorrow. Go and check that out. Also check out my uh, five days a week fucking um, uh, pod. Twitch stream, uh, UTS, also a podcast. There you go. Perfect. Do that. Uh, Where can they do that? Twitch.tv backslash. Untitled Twitch stream, uh, Twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. Perfect. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Uh, We'll be giving away those weird magazines. I'll make a catalog. I'll take some pictures. It'll be great. At wrestler review, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have a Hogan Knows Best episode up. We're going to do other Patreon episodes, but John's got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. We love you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Click on the episode description for any other links, important stuff like merch. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.